Put your hands together and welcome Brother Leon Batchelor. Hallelujah. He's the lion and the lamb. Hallelujah to God. This is a wonderful day. Christmas already. Hallelujah. I have, uh, uh, I got serious radio in my car so I can listen to uh, what I like because they don't put CDs in cars anymore. Man, I don't know where we're going. But I got in uh, the seat. Uh, Thursday was the 31st. Friday was the 1st. So I got in the car Friday morning. Had the radio on. First song, come on, Christmas song. First day of November. That's all I've been playing. That's all I've heard is Christmas songs. Whether you want to get in the Christmas spirit or not, they're going to put you in it. Amen. And then this morning, I love the decorations. They're wonderful. Whoever does that, praise God. Makes you want to go to the mountains and see the snow. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Praise God. Sister Robbie sends her love and just keep praying for her and her family. And the Lord will strengthen. Amen. All right. We're just glad to be here. Give honor to Brother Samuel and Sister Amy. They're kind of world travelers themselves. <clears throat> Every time I look on Facebook, they're somewhere. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful life, and that's more than a movie. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a wonderful life. Jesus said, I come to give you life, and that more abundantly. Amen. Appreciate the opportunity to share the gospel with you today. Let's look in the book of St. Mark, chapter 8. Enjoy that good praise and worship. Hallelujah. I enjoy, I enjoy, I, I, I like it all, but. Every, every now and then, them, them peppy songs, that's called praise songs. I, I like them peppy songs because I've been in so many churches, and it's no offense, I, I, I love it. I, I love to worship the Lord and the worship music, but it's like I can't tell you how many months it's been I've heard a song that has any pep to it. And I, I, like, I like peppy because that makes you feel joyous. Amen to God. And so, man, that was a blessing this morning. To, hallelujah to God. Get, your, get, a, get a pep in your step. All right? All right. Let's look in the book of Mark, chapter 8. Way down, we'll start at verse 22. So good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Amen. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We rejoice and be glad. Verse 22, and he cometh to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him. And sought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he spit on his eyes, I don't recommend y'all doing that. He's Jesus. He could do what he wants. Amen. And when he spit on his eyes, he put his hands on him and asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. And after that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up, and he was restored and saw every man clearly. This passage of Scripture always just intrigued me for years. I, I, I just read it, and I, I, I would think, Jesus, 
he, he was the supernatural. And Jesus could just take a few loaves of bread and a few fish and pray over them and feed thousands of people. Jesus could walk to the tomb of Lazarus and say, roll the stone away and call his name, and he come to life. Jesus could stand in a boat and speak to the wind, and it would stop blowing. Just supernatural things like that. And then I read this passage of Scripture, and it says he spit on a man, laid hands on him, and he said, can you see? And the man said, I see men like trees walking. And what did Jesus do? And the Scripture said he touched him again. That's what I want to preach to you about this morning. He touched him again. Sometimes in life, I I don't know why he put that in there. Maybe just give me something to preach sometimes. I don't know. Hallelujah. And Jesus, out of everything that he's ever done, in this incident, he touched him again. And I'm just thinking, in my experience with Christ, my walk with God, How many times have I asked God to touch me again? Lord, we know that God is omnipresent. God, if if we walk in him, live in him, abide in him, he's ever present. He's always in our life. He fills us with his spirit. He dwells in us, and we know that. But every now and then there's things come up in our life when we're like, God, I really need you to show up today. I I need you this special day to come and touch me in a special way. Because there are times in your life when mama can't help you, daddy can't help you, husband, wife can't help you, children can't help you. Only thing that can help you is, oh, Lord, it's me again. Some people think when you get saved, you got it all and you never need him again. You're saved, that's it, you're done, you're secure for eternity. But I can tell you in the past 45 years, I've been to the altars many times. I've been down there saying, oh Lord, I don't know what I'm going through this far. I don't know what this is happening for. But I need you, God, to come in a special way today. I need you, I can't see real clearly. I can't make a decision because I can't see real clearly. But if you will touch me again, I think my eyes will be open and I'll get an understanding. Hallelujah. And he touched him again. Glory to God. I love it when the Lord gives you a thought in the scriptures and he's like, was this the only place? But he said, let everything be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. So I found another place in 2 Kings chapter 17, 18, chapter 19. That story of Elijah uh, calling fire down out of heaven, meeting on, on Mount Carmel with Ahab and all the prophets of the groves and the prophets of Baal. And you know that story and how God sent fire and then he sent rain and revival breaking out. God's doing a supernatural thing. It hadn't rained in three and a half years. I mean, just heavens opened up and great things are happening. And Ahab went home and told Sister Ahab, Miss Ahab. And he said, you know what that preacher done? He killed all your prophets, called fire out of heaven, and Jezebel said, you know, when, when I was growing up, all we knowed about Jezebel, she wore makeup. That's all I knew about her. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. That's all we knew about Jezebel. She put on mascara and lipstick. That's all I ever heard about Jezebel. But Jezebel had a spirit about her 
that a preacher could kill 450 false prophets, call fire down out of heaven, call on it to rain and it ain't rained in three and a half years, and one woman sent him a text message. Hallelujah. One woman put him on a run like a dog with his tail between his legs. Elijah took off running, took his servant. They run and he ran for his life because her message was by tomorrow at this time, you will be as one of them. Now, this great man of God, he done killed all kinds of people and he got one woman, got him scared to death. Look out now. Hallelujah. You know, before we had iPods, iPads, and all that stuff, Facebook, social media, we had tell a woman. (laughs) Jesus told a woman at the well, and she turned the world upside down. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't get mad at me. It's true. Amen. All you need for revival in your church is get a woman fired up. Glory to God. And Elijah took off running, left his servant in one place, Beersheba or someplace, and went on down the road until he got to a wilderness place. Then he crawled up under a juniper tree. He sat down. He's, he's dealing with suicide now. He got a suicide spirit talking to him. You don't need to live. You don't, you're not anything. You're not near as good as you thought you were. And nobody loves you. And nobody, that woman's going to kill you. So you might as well take your own self out. Amen. I mean, it ain't written in there in them pages, but that's what happened. And Elijah said to God these words, I don't want to live. Just kill me right here. That woman's going to kill me before tomorrow afternoon. So you might as well just go ahead and kill me. And he fell asleep. And while he was sleeping, the Bible said the angel of the Lord came and touched him. And the angel of the Lord, in your desperation, when nobody else can figure it out, God will come to your rescue. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. And Elijah's asleep and the angel of the Lord touched him and said, I'm cooking some angel food cake. I want you to eat some of it. And eat some of this cake and drink this water. And so he ate some cake and he drank the water and he went back to sleep. And the scripture said, and the angel of the Lord touched him again. And the angel of the Lord. I love this stuff right here. Because I want to tell you, I didn't get it all at the altar in one trip. I didn't get enough to sustain me my whole entire life. I bought a new car this week. Give them $20,000 and they give me a $40 tank of gas. What a deal we made. Hallelujah. Y'all been there before, I can tell. But you know what? I'm sitting on empty right now. And if I, oh, hallelujah to God. And sometimes when you come to the house of God, you've been out there dealing with the world and you've been doing all kinds of stuff. And sometimes on your jobs, you're dealing with devils and you're dealing with the devil's sister and you're just dealing with principalities and powers. And when I come to the house of God, you know what I need? I don't come here just to be entertained by some musicians and a praise and worship team. And that's no offense to that. But what it means is, 
I come here to be touched again by the supernatural power and the presence of Almighty God because it's not by our might and it's not by our power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Whoa, hallelujah. Man, glory to God. The Lord touched him again. And he said, eat some more of this cake I make. Now I want to tell you. See, I'm old enough to remember when the Florida Gators invented Gatorade. I heard John say, amen, he knows. Gatorade, that was the potent drink back in the day. But now we got stuff like Powerade. And a real good one, Red Bull. Everybody knows about Red Bull. It's right up there by the counter so you can get some of it. So you, if you're feeling down, and you're dragging, all you need is this. A little bottle that big. It ain't that big. I ain't never bought none of it. I don't know how much it cost. That much, All right. That big, one shot of this right here will pick you up. One shot of this right here will make you come out of the stall of bucking. Hallelujah, you'll be ready to take on the world. But here's what God said to Elijah. The angel of the Lord eat, eat a little pea. You think Red Bull is strong and Gatorade and Powerade and all them other B12 shots and all that other stuff you ought to eat a little piece of this for this piece of cake two pieces of this angel food cake two pieces two touches of the hand of the Lord he said you know what this is going to do for you you will go in the strength of this for 40 days and 40 nights you will not even eat another bite of food in the strength of this See, you don't know when you come to the house of God today you don't know pastor told me this morning about the brother that came two weeks ago walking and now he can't get out of bed. You don't know. The only thing that you need is for heaven to come and to touch you because you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what next week holds. You don't know what next month holds. But you can get a get a touch from God and he'll give you the divine strength and the divine energy. We ain't here just to have a social meeting. We're here for God to strengthen us and fill up our tank. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. And he touched him again. Hallelujah. Touched him again. Can you see? He said, I see men like trees walking. At my age, hair grows everywhere except on my head. Out my nose, out my ears, eyebrows. They're like this. And all the men are saying, mm-hmm, the wives are I told you. It's true. And, and, and every now and then, you, you get one and he'll, he'll, he'll just. And I'll say to Sister Robbie, I need you to trim my trees because I can't see clearly. I mean, it's like a big limb hanging out there. You, what is that? And that's what, that's what, that's what Jesus said. Can you see? I, I see men like trees. So he touched him again. You know, I've heard a lot of television preachers say, if you ask God more than once, you don't have any faith. Boy, this shoots that teaching right out of the well today. <laughs> 
I'm like the un, I'm like the judge said. This woman just keeps bothering me, so I'm gonna grant her petition. If I don't, if I if I can't see real clear, I'm gonna keep coming back and say, Lord, I, I need I need you to help me here. I need because I, I I don't have the strength. I don't have I don't I, I don't have the wisdom. I I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I can tell you in my Christian walk with God. I know in this generation we hear a lot of preaching about our purpose and our destiny. But I can tell you this old man. Sometimes I didn't have a clue where I was at and what I was doing. And if it had not been for the Lord that would give me guidance and open up my eyes and open up my understanding. And sometimes even that you get in places and you wonder what am I doing here. How do I handle this? What do I do in this situation? Uh, Oh my God, uh, what we need is the touch of the Lord uh, to open our understanding uh, that we can see God's will. Hallelujah. This week I read a familiar story about a young man who was touched by God from his birth. His mama dedicated him to God and said he'll never drink strong drink and a razor will never touch his head. And the hand of God was upon him his whole life. And God used him. He one day picked up the jawbone of a carcass of a donkey and killed a thousand men with it. I had a young preacher several years ago say to me, I just don't know why you guys scream and holler. He said, it don't make no sense to me. And when I don't know what to say, I just wait on the Holy Ghost. Because all I got is a high school education, and I'm just kind of like Peter, ignorant. But I have been with Jesus. And I, and I heard the Holy Ghost just like this say, you know what? Do you think that Samson picked up the jawbone of a donkey and lined them up a thousand men? Say, come here. And casually cut their heads off. Do you think that really happened like that? They're just trying to calm me down. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when Samson felt that touch of God, he grabbed that jawbone, a thousand Philistines are upon you, Samson, and he went to work. And when he come to himself, there lay a thousand men dead. Hallelujah. He didn't just casually stroll in among the enemy. He come with some unction. Hallelujah. So the Lord's hand was upon him all of his life. And then there came a time in Samson's life when he just took that for granted. May I submit to you this morning, worship leaders, pastors, Sunday school teachers, children's church, whatever you do, whatever you do in the kingdom of God, do it with all your might. And if you just take it for granted like Samson, I'm anointed and I'll always be anointed. And then you just, if you don't guard that anointing, the enemy will come steal it from you. If you don't guard that anointing, he don't give a flip about your life and your name and your heritage and your roots. What he's after is God's anointing in your life. And if I can steal that anointing out of your life, I will bring you down. Samson, he began to hang out with people he had no business hanging out with. You witness the sinners, but you don't lay down with them. 
If you lay with dogs, you get fleas. Hallelujah. <laughs> Samson started hanging out with people. Then he started flirting with the wrong people. The devil setting him up all the time. Whew. You don't think it don't happen. Pastor friend of mine called me this past week. Said, you got to pray for me. I got to deal with something. I got a young lady in my church. Her grandparents, her parents, and her been in this church for 30 years. And now she's staying on the platform and got a boy out of jail and moved him in her house and in her bed. And I got to deal with that. People's in church every week. Boy, he quit preaching now and went to meddling. That's what the enemy does. See, that's what happened to Samson. He said, I'll just shake myself and I'll be like, I, when I walk in the church, I'll just, oh, glory to God, he's Pentecostal. Oh, yes. Sing a little song. Hallelujah. Shout a little bit. Man, I just feel the anointing. But one day, Delilah said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he cut his hair. And he said, I'll shake them. But it wasn't anything there. Then they burned out his eyeballs. Now they're making fun of him. They're laughing at him. They're making fun of him. Hallelujah. That's what the politicians of America are doing, making fun of us Christians. One, one big leading politician said we are the deplorables of our society. Hallelujah. I didn't know such an adjective could describe me. I love being a deplorable of society. You know what that does to me? It didn't hurt me. It didn't offend me. It didn't make me mad. It motivated me. I am the devil's nightmare. Did you hear what I just said? When I kneel down on our knees to pray, the devil can't stand it. When we lift up our hands and magnify God, the devil can't stand it. When we bring our offerings and lay them in the plate, hallelujah to God. I'm sacrificing to Jehovah God. I'm giving to the kingdom of God. The devil's about to have a nervous breakdown. He's about to take some volumes and go rest. Because we are the deplorables, hallelujah, that will raise up a banner and lift up his name. And the name of the Lord alone hell is afraid of it and all the world despises that name Jesus but I'm like the psalmist I am glad I'm on the Lord's side and I will not fear what man shall do to us hallelujah Woo! I don't know where that come from but it felt good anyway Samson they're laughing at him now where's your God they're making fun of him now. Grinding at the mill. No eyeballs no longer. They didn't burn his eyes out. Grinding at the mill. Laughing and making fun of him. But you know what happened. They brought him. Bring him up here and let's make sport out of him. Let him perform for us. And we'll taunt him about who his God is. And when they did, Samson felt them pillars. And he lifted up empty eye sockets. And he said, oh God, what I need today is for you to touch me one more time. What I need today, they're laughing, they're mocking, they're making a mockery out of God.
It ain't me they're mocking, but the God that I serve, they're mocking. Oh, hallelujah. And what I need today, oh God, I need you to come and touch me. Touch me one more time. How do you see? He said, oh, I see men like trees. And he touched him again. And he touched him again and said, eat two pieces of this cake. And he went in the strength of it. And he said, Samson said, Lord, touch me one more time. I just need you to touch me one more time. I was filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 12 years old. But I didn't get enough to last me all my life. Every now and then, I got to come back and get her filled up. Hallelujah. Touch me again, Lord. Touch me again. One more time. And you know what happened that day. And the scripture said, I read this morning. That day, Samson killed more Philistines than he had his whole entire life. Hallelujah. Because he got touched one more time by the anointing and the power and the presence of God. Then there was, real quickly, a man named Jacob. Well, there was Abraham. And Jacob came to a certain place, laid down, went to sleep. Heaven opened up and a ladder came and angels up and down the ladder, ministering unto him. And Jacob, he was touched by God that day. His life was totally I don't know the word. Engulfed in the presence of God. He was so excited. He said, my God, this is the gate of heaven right here. This is the house of God. And how do you know that he was so engulfed in God's presence? Because listen to what he said. From this day forward, if God blesses me with clothes and food, I will give him 10% of all that I possess. Hallelujah. For somebody to commit like that, something doesn't happen to him. He made a vow to God that day. So his life was touched. He went on his life and lived 20 years. Worked like a dog to get him two wives. Hallelujah. Concubines, kids, a business, a company, employees. God had blessed Jacob. Matter of fact, he told his father-in-law, he said, when I come here, you didn't have anything. But since I've been here, since I've been here, you've been overly blessed. I'm talking about confidence because God touched my life, he said. And so Jacob, just blessings of God rolled in his life. And then there come a day when God said, you need to go back to Bethel. And then on the way there, he encountered a situation. Divided up his family, his brother's coming. He don't know if they're going to die, what's going to happen. So, in Jacob, in his solitude moment, the Lord, an angel of the Lord, whoever, whatever, he come from out of nowhere, grabbed Jacob. He thought he was in a WWE. <clears throat> he headlocked him. He turned him. He fell on top of him. Jacob shook himself. And they wrestled all night long. The sun started coming up. And the angel of the Lord said, you got to get out of here. And Jacob said, no, it ain't going to work like that. 
you started this, but I'm going to finish it. He said, I'm not going to let go till you bless me. I'm, I'm not going to turn loose till you bless me. Hallelujah. See, I know today where my blessing comes. And when I need a blessing, Brother Samuel, I, not, nothing against all this. A guy asked me the other day, he said, you, you do any kind of sports or anything? I said, I, I, I just don't care nothing about it. I used to. You don't play golf? I said, no. No, no offense to golfers. I just don't. I tried hitting that ball one time. I couldn't even hit it. A preacher friend of mine walked up and said, my backhoe can't dig a hole like that. I throwed the club down, I left. I ain't never picked another one up. But I do like to bowl occasionally, especially when I pastored, because when I pastored, if I got frustrated, I could go bowling. And I could put faces on ten pins at one time. And I could just, boom. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they wonder why I'd go, yes. And if you got three strikes in a row, Lord, they call that a turkey. Knocked out 30 and three strike. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, sports, I don't get all into that. But you know, a lot of people get relief going deer hunting. All that do is make me cuss. Freezing to death out there. And you see a big buck and you go, then he just walks off and you go, Lord have mercy. But when I, when I need something, you know what the psalmist said? i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to run to that rock that is higher than I am. When I need a blessing, I, I, I don't no longer relieve my stress in the bowling alley or the golf course or a fishing hole. Hallelujah. I, I relieve my stress at an altar prayer saying, God... I need you to come and touch me. I need you to lay your hand upon me one more time. Hallelujah. Jacob's life was touched and blessed by the Lord. But he got in a wrestling match with the Lord. And the Lord touched him again. He touched him so hard, knocked his whole hip out of socket. And now he's dragging his leg for the rest of his life. But you know what happened that time? He said, son, you've been so faithful. You know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to change your name. You're no longer going to be called the deceiver and the supplanter, Jacob. But I'm going to change your name to Israel, which means you're a prince with God. If you touch me one more time, he's going to elevate you. Another touch from God, he's going to lift you up from that place where you are. Another touch from God, you're going to see clearly. Another touch from God, you're going to walk in the, in, in the darkness and go through the storm and go through the battle. He'll give you strength to do it. And folks will look at you and say, how they do it, how they survive it, how they making it. You don't understand. I've been touched by the almighty hand of God. Hallelujah. Woo! Every miracle Jesus ever done, one time spoke the word. One man said, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. You don't even have to come lay your hands on him. I just believe if you'll speak the word, he'll be healed. And Jesus did all that. But occasion, he touched a man two times. That's what I share with you today. It's no shame and disgrace to ask God. Lord, one guy told me one time, you just use that religion as a crutch. I said, well, if you're right about it, give me two. I need two. 
Hallelujah to God. I need another touch from God. Would you stand? Glory to God. Need another touch from the Lord. You know that you know you know that song. He touched me. You know that song. He touched me. Yeah. Does she know? He touched me. I was shackled by a heavy burden, neath the load of guilt and shame. Then Jesus came and touched me. Hallelujah. That's what you need today is touch me, touch me, touch me. I need, I need somebody. I, Lord, I, I, we, we look around. I just need some. Touch me, oh God. I need you. Sometimes people want to impress people by their spirituality, make folks think they got it all together. And the real truth is, we all go through hurting times. We all go through difficult times. We, and the only thing, that's, that's why I love church so much. That's why I love church so much. Back in the office, I heard Pastor Samuel praying. He said, Lord, in this house this morning, that's what I come to church for. Because God told us, I want you to build me a house. See, all you got your houses, but I want you to build me a house, and I'll meet you in my house. Oh, we got the old timers up here. Hallelujah. Can you sing that? Can you sing? It don't matter. I can't sing it. You can sing it. Hallelujah. You know it, Jill? You know it? You should. Hallelujah. And oh, what a joy. You see, when he touches you, a joy is going to overflow your life. When he touches you, he can roll away the stone like Lazarus' gravestone. He can roll it away. And life will come into you. While Sister Jill sings, is anybody in this house today? Want to come and stand with me and say, Lord, I need you to touch me again. If there's a backslider, somebody cold, lukewarm in your soul. Say, is it to you? Heavy burden. Beneath. A load of guilt and shame. Oh, suddenly something happened. Lord, I need you to touch me this morning, real quick. Lord, I need a touch from God today. Lord, I have this battle, this storm, this trial. It's almost more than I can handle. Would you come? God's going to touch you this morning, right now, in the name of Jesus. And he touched me. Oh, he touched me. Hallelujah. God ministered this morning. Lord, in heaven, you're going to minister Oh, what a joy. Lord, of heaven, you're going to minister to him. Lord, God, one more touch. Lord, I believe in this morning that mighty hand of God. From the throne room of glory. Come and minister to my life. Oh, he touched me. God, of heaven, minister and bless. Touch their life today.